You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 475. If you'll genuinely care about the people that you deal with, it just seems like the deals fall. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome everybody to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors, where we know that finding discounted properties is the most proven path to financial freedom. I am your host, Brent Daniels, and I am telling you, if I can do it, so can you. So let's get started. I want to start this This interview here is going to blow your hair back because I've got somebody on here that owns 38 properties. He's currently getting $30,000 in income from those properties, netting $21,000, but he also has a full-time job in South Carolina, and he is a one-man show, and he's an incredible, incredible real estate investor. But let me start off with this quote right here, and this is from the book Self-Made in America by John McCormick. Okay, it says thinking and feeling do not produce action. Action produces thinking and feeling. Mark Twain put it another way. Thunder is good. Thunder is impressive, but it is lightning that gets the job done. So without further ado, bringing lightning to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, I would love to introduce from South Carolina, Mr. Billy Rochester. Billy, say hello to everybody. Hey, guys. (laughs) A man of a lot of words. Here we go. Let me tell you, this is exciting. Billy has been part of the Rhino tribe and the TTP family for a long time. He has been incredibly supportive to anybody that's reached out to him locally. He's even had conversations with big people in the community like Max Maxwell and some of the people surrounding the areas that are close to him there in South Carolina. So, Billy, tell everybody about you. What do you do? What's your nine to five job? What's your background? And why are you using real estate to build your financial freedom? Yeah, so I started out sort of slow in the real estate arena. Basically built my first house, lived there a couple of years, sold it, uh, moved to another property. I, I told my wife if we could move several times during the first part of our marriage, we could have a paid for house. So we paid for our, I think the house we live in now is about 4,500 square feet, and we paid cash for it um, by moving from property to property. What I do day to day is I'm a director of IT, and that's what we make, you know, do our living from. And then all the money I've made from real estate, I've just put in the new properties where one day I can just kick back and retire and get what, what you call mailbox money. And you already are. I mean, you already are getting that. I mean, it, it's it's interesting. The first time that we had a conversation, Billy, I remember you telling me, "Hey, listen, I think wholesaling is great, but I want to keep these. <laughs> I want to I want to learn how to find all these discounted properties, and I want to keep these properties and build a portfolio." And I was like, "Great, you know, wholesaling doesn't mean just assigning deals. That like 
throw that away, anybody that's listening. Wholesaling means sourcing real estate opportunities. That's like the, the formal version. Really, it means that you know how to find deals. And that's what we talk about on this podcast. It's what we talk about on the YouTube channel. By the way, if you want to check out this interview and see Billy's face, see my face, uh, put a face to a voice, go to Brent Daniels YouTube, Brent Daniels Real Estate on YouTube, and definitely check it out. It's definitely worth the watch. But Billy, so how do you manage being an IT director and being able to source deals? Because like you mentioned before we got on, before we start recording, it's just you. You don't even have a VA, right? So the way I balance it is is I, I don't have a big operation. 38 properties seem like a lot, but that's over three or four years of obtaining those. To become wealthy, you don't have to do these 10 or eight a month or whatever. And, and different people have different models. But my model is I was going to work for a living and um, I continue to do that. And every dime I make from either a flip or a lease option or a owner finance or whatever, I just put back in the properties. And over time, that basically gives you the ability to where it starts out, you're getting a thousand a month and then two thousand a month and then four thousand a month. And now, you know, every two months or so, I can buy a new property with the proceeds that I get from my rentals or at least I don't do rentals, but I do, do lease options. And so you get some of those. I actually had a, got a check yesterday for $7,500 for someone moving in of a property that the old guy moved out. And uh, so you get those proceeds as well. And I just take all of those and put towards buying new properties to till I get to the place where I am financially free forever. And my main concern, because I already made a really good living now, is passing that on to my children. I have four children, so if I could pass them on 10000 a piece a month, then uh, that'd be great. So the goal is 40000 a month. That's my final goal. And that is the net goal, right? Because we had talked and I had mentioned, you had said, you had told me before that uh, you're, you're at thirty k now, but you're netting about twenty one. And so you just need to uh, essentially double where you're at now. And it took you how many years to get there? About four years. Four and years. So, but remember, I don't spend any of that money. So I did buy a boat, an $80,000 boat. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I've been, I've been pretty good. Uh, well, so. and that, this is like Rich Dad, Poor Dad 101, right? This is the difference between buying liabilities and buying assets, right? You're taking not only your income that you're making from your work, your nine to five, your job, but also the income that you're getting off of these real estate deals. Now, are you doing any flips? Are you doing any wholesale deals? Like, is there is some income that you're you're pulling out of your real estate efforts and putting into your long-term financial planning? Yes, I'm sort of a jack of all trades. I've done pretty much all the different models. I understand how to do most of them. My by and far favorite is lease options. You can easily get rich with lease options. But then that's on the sales side. And so I normally buy them cash. I have wholesales, a couple of properties. You gave me the courage to do that. And that's the reason I decided to come on this call. I do no social media. I don't even have Facebook. So when I joined your program and you gave the Facebook thing, I had to get my brother to set up one and, <laughs> and log on for it. I've never logged on myself, but I logged on through with him. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's how that I don't use the social media whatsoever. So yeah, I basically take those. That's the model that I use as far as 
is all, all the different strategies. Sometimes I'll buy one, and if it makes sense to do a lease option, I'll do that. I've done a good bit of wholetail. So a lot of times where most of you guys would do like a, a wholesale, I'll just buy it cash, do the same exact thing, except for I'll just flip it on the MLS and, uh, and go that model. I haven't borrowed anything. I don't even own a credit card. I hadn't in 15 years which is a funny story about that. You need to own a credit card because I went to New York and I offered to let them freeze the amount of money to hold the card, but they would not let me rent a car. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because no. Because I had to sure. call my mother-in-law. Uh, but anyway, I've done some sub-twos, some different creative financing models, but most of them I just bought cash and then whatever exit strategy that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think everybody is, is wondering and listening to this and watching this and they're saying to themselves, how does he find his deals? How do you find your deals? So I've done all different kinds. Obviously, I was a member of TTP, so we've done some cold calling. When you buy cash, the realtors tend to bring you deals better than wholesale type. So um, I've got a good relationship with some realtors around the area. So I found some deals that way. Obviously, word of mouth, you always want to be networking with people in the community. And everybody now knows they didn't at first, but then they're starting to know now, hey, call Billy if you got a house that you need some quick money on. My main strategy initially was, was AdWords. Um, I've done some Facebook, and that's what I've done recently to get my properties. So all different strategies. Got it. And I love that you talked about being the guy in the community that people bring the deals to if they if they feel like they need to get some quick cash. I mean, that is talking to people. I mean, it's just having quality conversations, whether it be with a distressed property owner, whether it be with a real estate agent, whether it be with people in the community, as long as you're being proactive and you're opening your mouth and talking to them and letting them know, hey, listen, I would love to help anybody out that you know, they're going to start bringing deals to you. And I assume when you first started, it wasn't a lot, but now you've built up over the last few years, a reputation that says, hey, Billy actually does have the cash. Billy actually will close these deals. And, and because of that, and because you're actually doing it, people are going to continue to bring you deals. So anybody listening, especially if you want to get deals just from referrals, make sure that one, you're a person of your word, right? Make sure that if you're going to commit to a deal that it gets done, I don't care if you assign it to somebody else or, or wholesale or buy it or whatever else, make sure that the deal gets done. So make sure that you're good and honest and smart with your numbers, but also like, just go out there. You would be, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that there's random people that you talk to, Billy, that you would have never thought would send you a deal, end up sending you an opportunity. And you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. That was like, you know, a conversation we had a couple of years ago. So if, if I go to fish a tournament or I walk into a convenience store, I'm handing a card to them and let them know I buy a house. And, you know, that alone will get you deals. Like you said, have to constantly talk to everybody that you meet. And eventually, you know, you'll think you're wasting your time. I did four years ago and I got advice from great people like you. It's like a snowball effect. Eventually, you're the guy in town that buys the places. And you don't necessarily have to have the cash yourself. I mean, with wholesaling, you're using folks, you know, out there like me who's going to buy that deal. But for certain, when you network, you'll find both the buyers and the sellers that way. 
Got it. And you said that you did Facebook AdWords or you're doing Facebook AdWords, but you're not even on Facebook. So, and, and you're a one man show. How do you do that? I mean, you're confusing me. Are you running yourself? Do you have somebody that's like really smart at, at, at AdWords that, you know, that sets everything up for you? Is it a family? Is it a friend? Tell me about that. I have a friend that has helped set up the Facebook piece. And then my brother's an IT director as well. Um, and so he's helped with some of that. So initially I done AdWords with Google and then I do know how to do that piece uh, somewhat. This is the funny thing about this business. You don't really have to know everything at all for sure. When it comes to the marketing piece, everybody says we're basically marketers. I know freaking nothing about marketing. <laughs> like I go to people like you and um, it's the best money that you spend because you learn in a few hours what it would take you years to learn. Tom Kroll, I'm part of the Tom Kroll's program as well as TTP. And I honestly didn't learn a whole lot from the wholesale side because I knew most of those things. I had experience. It's the audience. I would pay the money just to have your phone number. Yeah. Uh, because given the encouragement that you have, I mean, the stuff that was obviously there to learn. But to me, I was seasoned enough that I knew most of those things. But it did give me ideas. And so I took those ideas and worked with them. And you can you can craft your own journey. I didn't ever want to have 10 VAs or even three VAs. I wanted to own a few properties and make it really, really simple. And I had a really good living. My goal was to uh, have a lifestyle where I didn't have to work till I'm 60. I love it. I love it. And you're 100% right. I joined the Wholesaling Inc. program in 2016 after like three years of doing wholesale, not to learn wholesale, but because I wanted to be around Tom Kroll. And now you look exactly. through, you know, I mean, four years later, I've been, you know, under his umbrella and the coaching and he's been a fantastic mentor and my income has exploded because you're around people doing more than you. You're around people that are exciting. You're around people that are positive. And let's be honest, this is not a huge amount. This isn't like Billions of people are wanting to be real estate investors or wanting to be wholesalers. It's actually a small group of incredible people around the country. And if you can surround yourself with the top of the top of the top, you become one of the top. So I love that, Billy. So why do you do lease options? I mean, doesn't that, because you would talk long-term, you wanted to give this cash flow to your, your children. Don't they have the option to buy it after like a few years? Or how do you structure that so that it makes sense so that you can get long-term? Or do you just keep refilling up the pipeline of new ones and, and that's your strategy? And I'm asking, well, I, I think it's fantastic. I'm literally asking selfishly. That's a great question because number one, like you said, when you know how to source deals, I'd be a fool to quit that. So even when I retire, I'm going to teach my children how to do that. I'm going to teach my neighbor. I'm going to teach my friends at church because we can lift those guys that are going out there and killing themselves. And so we want to be givers. That's the thing that that really drew me to Tom is I heard so much about him being a giver and I'm, I'm big at being a giver. I'm a religious person. I, so I give to my church, but to poor people as well. And so being a giver is, is one of the things So I'm always going to source deals. So on the, normally when I move, let's see, get a hundred thousand dollar property, you're going to get eight to $12,000 when they move in. So that's number one. Then you're going to get on a $100,000 property around here, you're going to get somewhere between $900 and $1,200 a month. So that's the money that I'm going to get forever. Mm -hmm. 
by the way, you got to be super careful about creative strategies because you want to make sure that you got your paperwork together. So normally a property is going to stay in your possession for about five years has been my experience. Your goal is to try to help this young family to make sure that they do end up buying the property. But let's say you bought that property for 80 because you learned Brent's concepts and you know how to buy it cheap. That property is going to sell for 120. And so I take the 120 and guess what? I get to buy my wife some sort of new Pathfinder Platinum or whatever with a 40, go buy me another that I sourced. And so, yes, I would keep refilling that as time goes by. It's not completely passive, but it makes so much more than rentals make over the long haul or the lifetime of the asset that it just makes sense to do lease options. I've had rentals and I've had lease option tenants and there's no comparison. This year, I've had four, four brand new ACs put in my properties for me for free by my tenants. Yep. So, by the way, when they call, I say, uh, here's the guy. He can put you a brand new unit for 4K in. You just <laughs> you set all that up for them. But, uh, yeah, lease option tenants to me is the way to go. I never get phone calls. Yep. And during COVID, I had 37 checks. One guy didn't pay. He had chemo. He was going to not pay regardless, but he called me. It lets me be a giver once again. I was able to help that guy and say, here, I'm going to forgive a couple of months rent. And so it just puts you in a position to be able to help other people. I love it. I love it. And so let's break down a deal. Let's get everybody excited. Let's break down and get into the nitty gritty on, on whatever deal you want to talk about. You tell me. So I had a realtor call the deal that I'm currently doing. I don't have the five or six deals a month like a lot of people. I'm looking for a deal every month or two months. The deal I'm doing now, the realtor brought it to me. I think she came in and she couldn't sell the house for the lady because it had some roof damage. I went in and talked to the lady myself. The realtor just made a warm handoff. She actually sat there while I made the deal and went away laughing like, why don't I do this instead of being a realtor? (laughs) So I go in, I buy that house. I think I paid 58 for it. I put about 12 in rehab and it should be done end of this week, first to next week. And what I'll do on that house is get probably a 15K down payment. I'll sell it for 145 on a lease option. I'll get 1200 a month and um, sometime in the next three to five years, I'll get 140,000 bucks. So let's look at this. So what did you buy it for? Bought it for 58. 58,000. How much did you have to put anything into it? Yeah, I think I spent like 12k on rehab. So you're into it 70k, right? And then what did you just sell it for? Uh, well, I haven't sold it yet, but that's the easy part. That you, it'll sell in three days for one forty. One forty, and then and you'll do that on a lease option. Yeah, and you'll get somewhere around. I mean, I'm saying twelve k, but you can get anywhere from ten to fifteen for the person to move in. Right. So you get twelve to fifteen up front. You're getting how much in rent? Nine to twelve hundred. Okay, let's just call it a thousand to make it easy. So that's another twelve thousand per year. Let's talk about let's say minimum three years, but most likely probably five. So you're anywhere from thirty six to sixty thousand dollars on rents that you got there. Plus you bought it for seventy, you sell it for one forty. I mean, this is anywhere from a ninety five to a you know over six figures deal. In five years. That's my You don't have to do very many to become rich with a lease option. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> All 
I love it. Now, how did you and, how did you find that deal, Billy? A realtor provided it. We'll put the lease option tenant in. I'll I'll pay her a full commission. This agent just knows you as their cash buyer, and they have a property that maybe needs some work and needs twelve k worth of work. They don't want to mess around with it. They just want to get it done as quick as possible. So they bring it to you, right? How long have you known? It was agent? a uh, couple of years, but it was a deal for this particular instant. The the person in the property wasn't going to list. So she was going to throw that away. So now she's going to get a full commission on something she's going to throw away. I should probably make more contacts with realtors because I've got several really good deals doing that. Yeah, um, for sure. And I, guess what? When she gets that big check, she's going to be excited and go find me another deal. <laughs> oh, 100%. It's essentially just adding free money to them. But not only that, it adds a income stream to them. Now they know all those properties that they didn't want to touch or the people don't want to list or they don't want to mess around with it, that they come across throughout the years, this year, the next five years, the next 10 years, they can bring it to you and get paid the 2100 or 5000 or 10000 or whatever it is and make an extra whatever, 10, 15, 20,000 this year as a real estate agent doing nothing but introducing you to somebody that doesn't want to sell their property on the market. I am telling you guys, this happens every single day. I am telling you, if you make a really strong effort to reach out to the real estate agents in your market and really be good to them and really be a great client for them, they will bring you deals every single month. And if you get enough of them, you literally can build a whole career off of that. So do not sleep. Uh do not be intimidated by talking to real estate agents. They are definitely part of your team. You need to squat up with them. I'll give you a real good tip that I don't know that I've heard a lot of people say, but that I've found for myself. When you're dealing with agents, deal with the ones who are actually showing the houses. So normally with a real estate agent, you have folks that list. They're li basically, they're going out and finding listings. The folks that are showing the houses are more likely than not going to bring you the deals. They're the harder workers. That that's hard. That's bad to say, but I found that they they work harder for their money because they're yeah. actually going out and showing twelve different houses to get that buyer's agent money. And so I, I've just found that if you focus on that, you'll get more deals brought to you. I love it. So speak now, Billy, to somebody that's starting out in this. Maybe they've never done a deal. Maybe they've done wholesale deals, but they don't own rentals. What's some advice, just some general real estate investing advice that you would give anybody out there that's looking to either get started or start building up their rental portfolio? So Facebook's super cheap advertising. To me, it's sort of the hybrid of paying for your leads. So if you if you get a list of cold call, you're really going to have to call a lot of people. Eventually, you're going to want a VA. If you do AdWords, you're basically going to get really hot leads, but they're very expensive. Facebook's going to be sort of in the middle. It's going to be, you're going to get a lot of lead, but it's super cheap. But you're going to have to weed through more leads than you would with AdWords. So if I had 500 bucks, I'd probably drop it on Facebook. You're almost certainly going to get a deal. And the other thing is, is if I were paying for leads, I would probably work with somebody in my area that helped me get that first deal. Looking back, I've probably lost a million or two worth of deals that I wished I would have got had I known more earlier on. Sure. Sure. Awesome. And if people want to reach out there in South Carolina, 
they're in North Carolina, they just want to reach out and say hello to you. Maybe they just want to uh, to be in your world a little bit. What's the best way for them to reach out to you? So like I said, I don't even own Facebook. So uh, you can email me at honesthomesales at gmail.com. I usually respond. I look at that every day, so I'll respond to that. This is my first interview anywhere, so I'm not I don't have a lot of people weighing on me except for locally. So hopefully this won't blow me up. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, I do have Instagram. I don't do it myself, but my brother checks it for me. So it, it's honest home sales at G, uh, honest home sales as well. So honest home sales at gmail.com is the best way directly. And then honest home sales on Instagram. Yeah. And it'll get filtered through his brother because Billy isn't messing around with any of this social media. He's just getting deals from <laughs> it. And he's just talking to people around his community and he's getting referrals. And like he said, I mean, he's the honest uh, home investor. So people are going to bring opportunities to him. And but they're not they would never bring him opportunities if they didn't know what he was doing. Like he said, it doesn't matter if he's going to a fishing tournament or if he's going shopping or whatever he is. He is talking to people every single day, letting everybody know what he does. Can I share one more thing? Because like I said, being a giver is the biggest deal. I named my business Honest Home Sales because I want to be genuine. So there was a property and there's been, I'm just going to give you one instance, but I was able to save a pastor's home. It was a great lead. I was going to make $40,000. I was sitting at the table and the guy was 70 something years old, black pastor up in, in Greenville. And he had a heart attack, got behind on his bills. And I said to him, what are you going to do next? And he basically said he was going to rent. And I said, uh, you're going to rent? He'd been, been paid on his property 20 years. He's 70 years old. He's serving his community. He's a great guy. And so I said, how about we do this? You go to your deacon board. You ask them for half the money on the back pay and I'll match the other half. Just doing things like that. And I'm not doing that as a pat on the back to Billy because someone made good opportunities to get where I'm at as well. I grew up in a single wide trailer with, with a single mom. So, but the thing is this, if you'll genuinely care about the people that you deal with, it just seems like the deals fall. Yep. And uh, if I had more, the advice to give over that overarches everything is genuinely care about the people. Don't just try to, don't try to get over on someone. Nope. So. Yeah, no, it is about solving problems. That's the only way that you can last in this business is the only way that you can build it quickly. It's the only way that you can get those referrals from people that are going to trust you to get the job done is if you are actually out there to serve the community. And, and you hit it right on the head, Billy, and you're such an extreme example of that. I'm so excited that I was able to pull you out uh, and get you on here for the first time ever. People are being introduced to you, and I really, really, really appreciate it. You're just a shining light in our industry, and yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys, that is it. And uh, if you are interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP program. It is the TTP family. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Scroll down, check it all out. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. You'll either be talking to me or my right-hand guy. I look forward to that. And Billy, thank you so much. That was absolutely incredible. And to everybody out there, as always, I love you and I encourage you to talk to people. See ya. 
That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.